I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi there. Welcome back to Upholding Valor. My name is Jill Atwood. I'm the Director of Communications for the VA Rocky Mountain Network. And Upholding Valor is a fairly new podcast. We've been doing this for a little over a year now, and it's everything to do with veterans, female and male veterans, which brings me to my topic today. Uh, We're going to talk women veterans. And the reason we're going to talk women veterans is because they make up a huge part of our military. And uh, they're serving in combat zones. And I don't think people realize the impact women veterans are having in our in our service and the things that they deal with once they are home and transitioning back into civilian life. And, of course, we have a lot of guard and reserve female veterans who go on long deployments, sometimes more than one. And then they come back to their, their families. And oftentimes things are different. So we want to make sure our female veterans are taken care of. We also want to make sure they realize that they are veterans Mm -hmm. and that they have uh, benefits that they are um, that they may not be aware of that they're entitled to through the VA. So uh, that brings me to my guest here, who I adore. I've known Tony forever. Tony Pagese is our Women Veterans Program Manager, and this is a relatively new position for Tony. and I think it's just because female veterans are near and dear to her heart, and she just had to take this calling. <laughs> so I appreciate you being here, Tony. Thank you. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about our women's clinic at the VA and uh, the things that you offer and what I guess you're most proud of in terms of the women's clinic and the work we do here. Well, I... Uh, he- I am proud of a lot of the things that we're endeavoring to do and what we have accomplished here at our Salt Lake City VA Healthcare Center for uh, Women Veterans. Uh, We offer full service uh, care for women uh, across our healthcare system at all of our community-based outpatient clinics. Um, And and that means, and that includes uh, primary care services and mental health, health services and some specialty care services for women as well. Uh, we have designated women's health uh, primary care uh, providers. And what that means is those uh, providers are um, main, make, make sure that they maintain competencies for gender-specific care for women. It's just kind of understanding the unique needs of women veterans um, 
and uh, whether that's, um, again, primary care or mental health needs. So so we're talking a team approach when it comes to caring for our female veterans. And unlike what they might experience in the private sector, it can all happen in this, this building in terms of their specialty care, their primary care, any mental health or transitional needs, um, you know, emotional support they may need. Mm-hmm. Um, they can get all through the women's clinic. Yes, our law service is co-located right in our women's clinic. So, you know, people may be, be familiar with, you know, primary care service. It's a big service at our uh, at our VA f- facility. Um, but we have a, a separate women's clinic. It's private. Uh, from what I hear from our women veterans, they, they love it. Um, there's a sense of community. It's quiet. It's inviting. And so there are services located in there. We have social workers in there, nurses, of course, are our physicians. And um, they offer uh, diverse uh, services to those women. And a woman can have a female provider. Yes. So all women that are enrolled in um, healthcare at the VA, uh, they must be assigned a designated women's uh, primary care provider. Of course, they have a choice. You know, they may choose right. otherwise. But um, that's what we first endeavor to do is assign them to a female uh, provider that's designated for women's health service. That's awesome. Yes. And I know uh, when we talk about the the privacy and the comfort, uh, I know that can be a huge deterrent for many women not wanting to come to the VA because they feel like they're going to be surrounded by a bunch of male veterans. I'm sure they have that vision in their head. Yes. Male veteran with the Vietnam hat on, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. not realizing that they have their own little carved out niche here that we've we've planned for them yes uh, uh, I mean I have heard um, comments from women women that are newly established in our women's uh, clinic and just the comments afterwards like maybe they didn't know um, it was we had a separate women's clinic they didn't know that it looked like it looked Um, they were just um, taken aback by the warm welcome um, that they receive from the staff from the moment of you know checking in and then um, establishing a relationship with a provider there. So um, you know it was designed that way um, to um, kind of make the women veterans feel that way, and also not only to get them through the door, but to have them continue to come back to see us. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the struggles and issues that you see in the women's clinic from veteran, uh, female veterans who have returned from uh, deployment or are just struggling with that, that transition, life being different mm-hmm. after their service? What are you seeing, and how can we help with that? Well, one thing that um, I think veterans and also women veterans in uh, particular, um, there's just a sense of uh, tribe that's lost um, and um, a sense of community. So, you know, if you are, well, let me just step back for a moment. Women veterans typically enter VA healthcare at a Far later than male veterans, mm-hmm. uh, almost about three years later. Why do you, why do you think that I is? I just think there's so many factors associated with that. I mean, women are, as you mentioned earlier in your intro, um, this today's generation of women veterans are the most diverse, the most educated, and so there's just a lot of things they're that, doing it all. They're doing it all, mm-hmm. and so we receive them into our services much later. Myself as a woman veteran, I came into VA services way later than 
you know, I mean, much later. Me it's, too. Yeah. It is, <laughs> and it may, it is usually like there's a mental health issue they're wanting to address now uh, or uh, some other health care issue. So I, I do think that um, uh, there some some of that is um, women wanting to having some concern about um, connection or uh, maybe seeking something that they've lost in the connections and relationships they had in the military. Right. And they don't realize if they just take that first step, they can have a lot of that back. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And we hear comments from women. Um, so once women get into the clinic, feel comfortable, they relax and they open up and say, what else do you have to offer mm-hmm. me? Uh, do you do any other kind of rec activities, recreational activities? We, we do. We, we collaborate with all all of the services across our VA healthcare system. So whether that's like physical health or recreational therapy, there are gender specific rec um, activities for women uh, veterans. Women only. Women only. Um, And I also um, yoga, like trauma yoga Mm -hmm. or just yoga, meditation. So there are lots of specific gender specific therapies and services for women here. That's perfect. Talk to me a little bit about, you you mentioned before that it's in all of our community clinics. So where are our clinics? And um, so if someone is is rural and listening in the the Roosevelt area or the St. George area, they can get these services there as well. Yes. So on our Salt Lake City VA um, website, if you go on there, um, you can find out where our uh, community-based outpatient clinics are located. Salt Lake City va.gov yes um and you can call if you find a location nearest to you call that location mm-hmm. um location should be asking you are you already established or you're looking to establish care and can provide you some information on how to enroll in services mm-hmm. um and you can enroll in services by visiting the facility um you can visit a veterans benefits office mm-hmm. you can also go online and start an application so a number of different ways um and um could they just call the clinic too and they can call the enrollment office i'm glad you mentioned that they can also call the enrollment office here at our uh, va main facility as well and just see if they they qualify or what the steps are to to qualifying and i and i must mention that you don't need an appointment to do that you you can just walk in to an enrollment office um here or if you're you're listening in a location at any VA and you know the best thing to do would to be bring your DD-214 and just say hey what am I eligible for there may be some follow-up and some some papers you need to acquire but the first thing you need to always do is inquire about those benefits we have so many um, just uh, misperceptions out there that you don't Mm -hmm. qualify or that other veterans need the services more, so I'm not going to take those services away from veterans. But that's really not the way VA operates. We're only as strong as the veterans who who utilize our services. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have to reach out and ask those questions. Yeah. Okay, so before we wind down, let's talk about the different services that the clinic offers. I mean, we've talked about primary care, mental health, but we haven't been specific in terms of our OBGYN care. What what mm-hmm. types of things can can uh, women count on from the women's clinic? Well, there's basic um, um, uh, care 
um, sure. that women uh, can receive there. Um, definitely a gynecological care, um, obstetric care. Um, we have um, we do offer some mental health. Um, services, so counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't a lot of women come back with um, skeletal issues, mm-hmm. pains from carrying heavy packs and wearing those boots, and yes, yes, issues like that. That is one of the um, one of the uh, one of the biggest um, issues uh, we we see in women veterans is musculoskeletal issues. Okay, and of course, a depression. Um, um, mental health issues. Right. And we have a, a lot of women, like one in five uh, women veterans um, screen yes for military sexual trauma. Yeah, that is a big one. I'm so, glad you brought that up. Yes. And so um, so those those are uh, bigger issues, the biggest issues we see in our women veteran population. Um, as far as services in our clinic, um, we have providers in clinic that also do uh, women's pain management, mm-hmm. um, musculoskeletal um, um, services offered. In fact, we kind of lead the way in that area. We're doing yes. some really cool things in terms of pain man- management and getting folks off the, the opioids or at least decreasing them significantly. Yes, yes. And and I'd like to say, you know, I think there's not really anything that we can help you with in sure. the women's clinic. I mean, once you are established there and you have your own primary care provider that's a designated women's, that women's health provider can provide you with either services in clinic or certainly uh, coordinate to get you the services that you need. That's kind of the center point, the navigation point. So once you're in, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can get whatever service you might need just yes. by just by having an open and honest conversation with your with yes. your provider. Which we encourage you to always do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can we throw out the women clinic, the women's clinic phone number in case people just want to call and ask a few questions? Sure, sure. Um, so our main facility number, um, 801-582-1565. And the women's clinic can be reached at extension 2685 or 2688. And you should be able to reach a live person <laughs> once you uh, call that number. Right. And then saltlakecity.va.gov is the website. Tony, thank you so much well, for joining for us on me. Upholding Valor. I think that, well, we're biased because we're women veterans. <laughs> so I'll talk about women veterans all day long. Yeah. But I think it's such a huge topic because women do feel like they have to take it all on themselves and do it alone and juggle so much and um we're here yeah we are we are just reach out and please feel don't feel intimidated and just feel free to ask us anything you may need help with thanks for what you do tony well thank you appreciate it we'll see you next time thanks